0: Greetings and welcome back to The Kicker, the regular podcast from Columbus Business First. I'm Editor-in-Chief Dominic Kappa. It's been a little hectic lately at Business First, so we fell off our weekly schedule, but we are back in this time talking education, community colleges in particular. With Managing Editor Doug Buchanan and Reporter Tom Knox, we chatted with Jack Hershey, CEO of the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. From his vantage point, Hershey sees a lot. He advocates for 23 schools that count more than 300,000 students. And the scene is changing at those two-year schools. Well, two-year programs perhaps for a while because we asked Hershey about the call to develop bachelor degree programs at Ohio's community colleges, as well as the changing makeup of the school's collective student body, academic preparedness and quality, and of course, the cost of higher education and how community colleges fit into that expense formula. Here's our talk. I mean, let's start with sort of readiness, academic readiness in terms of what you are seeing and how happy you are in terms of kids, um, uh, preparation for the rigors of college.
1: I think there's a lot more work to be done on that. Um, we're making great ground. So if you, think, if you look at the number of students coming out of high school who needed remedial courses when they came to uh, a community college, that's gone way down. Community colleges also have gotten... Um, better at figuring out what we should do with those students when they come in. So generally we hate having a student come to a community college and the first thing we have to tell them is you're not college material. Um, It's a terrible first introduction. So um, instead of just throwing them into big courses um, and and having them repeat everything, quite honestly they should have learned in high school, uh, we now ask them, all right, let's let's put you in a course, let's wrap a bunch of services around you, Uh, tutoring, whether it's online, um, you know, the analogy I always hear is the Swiss cheese model. So you might not, you might know a lot about math, but you come in and you've got a few holes. That doesn't mean we should put you back through four math courses all over again. We should figure out that if you're a little bit, lacking in fractions then let's put some intensive work around you and uh, around fractions so that we can quickly get you into college level coursework
0: so what i mean what kind of that's a conversation that you're having with students is is there a conversation that community colleges are having with high schools
1: there is uh you know community colleges higher education and k through 12 I always say we're entering into common law marriage in the state of <laughs> Ohio. Um, um, through College Credit Plus, there are a lot of other programs that the state has implemented now. We are talking to each other far more often uh, than we ever have before. Um, and that kind of work goes into, you know, colleges and trying to figure, or going into high schools and trying to figure out what could we do better uh, with these students. One, more communicate better to K through 12. Here's our expectations of what your students should be when you graduate. Um, but secondly, perhaps take a little bit of what we're learning about here's how we 're helping these students when they get to us when they're lacking you know certain basic math and English skills uh, and how can we take that learning and put it into k through twelve
0: so so in how has the community college student now changed from say ten years ago and and where and, what are they what what do they have to look like ten uh-huh. years from now
1: you know maybe the the better question is, what does a college student look like? There you go. You know, because the old misnomer of that the normal college student is the person coming out of high school, you know, that mom and dad drop off on campus is just gone. Forty uh, percent of the students now are over age 25. Twenty-five um, percent of college students are now parents with kids of their own. Um, and so when you get that profile of student, you know, you're, you're looking at somebody who's generally working while they're going to school. They're taking care of their own kids in between work and school. They're often also taking care of their parents. Um, And so you have just a far more complicated lifestyle of today's college student than we had 10 or 15 years ago. And a lot of that is because, you know, it's the value proposition of higher education. People in middle-income families and below are starting to really question the value of higher education because they see very high costs at a university. Um, and they see that they have to work through. They see that the average student is now graduating with about twenty nine thousand dollars in debt, and depending on what career you're going into, that value proposition is hard to justify.
2: Sometimes. Is that uh, twenty nine thousand for everybody or for four year schools?
1: It's for everybody. Okay. Uh, so, uh, sixty to sixty five percent of community college students graduate with no debt. Okay. Um, so obviously, you see the averages; it's much higher within the universities.
0: So, so what's the difference? Then, then what is the value prop? What's what's your what's your
1: well here's pitch to them that says yeah. this
0: is why it's valuable? This is why you should go there.
1: What we've done in the state of Ohio, um, uh, under the General Assembly and the governor's leadership, is put a pathway together. So, if your goal is to still get a bachelor's degree, and not everybody needs a bachelor's degree, by the way, but if that's your goal. Um, you can start in high school, start taking college credit plus courses. So that's you're taking a high school and a college course at the same time. It's free for the student. Uh, the the school district and uh, higher ed both chip in costs to make that work. Uh, then you stay enrolled at the community college. So you're going to take your general education courses, if you remember your college days. Uh, and then you're going to take sort Long of... time ago, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to take those courses that I say are foundational to your career. So whatever career field you're in, there's going to be a handful of courses that everybody in that field needs to know. You take all those at the community colleges at our tuition rates, um, and then finally you transfer to a university. If you do that, we have, we have some of those models uh, working in the state of Ohio now, and it's about 80% less... T- uh, less cost than the traditional way of leaving high school enrolling uh, in a about for the, four years. For the f- full four years to get your bachelor's degree from any university in the state of Ohio or outside
0: okay. so so uh, now so run that up against so a few years ago there was a report that said that community colleges needed to raise the bar in terms of their academic standards but at the same time, you're saying that you have to compromise on some, or you have to at least make some remedial remediation work with students coming in. I mean, how do you how do you get to that place where um, either the standard is higher, or does the community co- face of community colleges keep changing?
1: I think it's that remember the community colleges. Core to our mission is that we are open access institutions. So when students, you know, when students are um, rejected from universities, we are still the place where you can come uh, and get some level of education. doesn't mean that, uh, so I, I say it's not so much a standards question because we will always be open access. We are very proud of that mission. Um, it's more we're learning we have to treat the entire student and we can't uh, just assume that they are a student with us and ignore the rest of the stuff that's going on their life. So we have to be flexible in trying to figure out their child care solutions with them. We have to be flexible in terms of, you know, if mom and dad get sick for a couple months, what do we do about that? Um, you know, we, we're getting flexible in terms of competency-based education. So um, the, the traditional higher ed model is you go sit in a classroom for X amount of hours per semester. Um, we're trying to move to, well, what do you actually need to know? And if you can prove to us that you need that you know these 30 things that we say you should know in this course, then let's move you on uh, to it. And so that's, that's the kind of flexibility that community colleges are trying to adopt because it's how we serve our market and our students. They need us to be that flexible.
2: Is, is company, competency-based programs or you know, credits, is that actually being implemented or is that kind of still more of a, an idea? it's
1: being implemented i'll be honest with you it's you know we're a highly regulated industry yeah. and so innovation doesn't take us hold as quickly as we would like it to sometimes right. um, so you have both big public uh... research universities like ohio state uh... who are talking about competency-based uh... in our world it's more um, those short-term certificates one-year certificates i mean those are very easy so if you if a company says, "I want to hire somebody with a welding certificate, right. they need to know how to weld well once they can prove they know how to weld why why do we need to keep them on our campus any longer let's uh, let's certify they know how to weld and let's yep. go get them
2: a job but you can't do that without some change is what you're saying yeah, we're
1: working through the change
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean is, are you finding a receptive audience that you you're talking about the state house they
1: the State House I think is receptive to it I mean they what people in the State House realize is this overall problem we have in the state of Ohio which is we have 170,000 job openings yeah. right now uh, you know the state just set a goal that said we should have 65 percent of our uh, adults between 25 and 60 should have a college uh, certificate degree of some kind we only have around 43 percent right now um, and we're hearing it from you know from my association standpoint. When I talk to the Chamber of Commerce, when I talk to NFIB, when I talk to the, the Ohio Hospital Association, people like that, they're now telling us that their their businesses, who they represent, are now saying we have workforce concerns. We cannot find qualified individuals to take our jobs. We also hear it from Jobs Ohio. They talk to us and say when when companies are coming into um, to look at Ohio, one of the things they're now starting to ask is, "Where am I going to find my workers?" Mm-hmm. Um, that is all focusing a lot of attention on us uh, and higher education generally to figure out how we can do this better.
2: So, so I'm sorry, real quick. So mm-hmm. who's opposed to competency-based degrees or, or competency-based credits? Like why why isn't this a slam dunk?
1: Well, because it has to go through the federal government. How's that for an answer? I mean, I I hope that as we enter the um, the fall here, and uh, the whole world starts to turn its attention to Ohio, as always does. Um, You're going to have both the Republican and Democrat nominee will spend a lot of time in Ohio. I hope they sort of learn from Ohio a little Mm -hmm. bit about what we're doing, but federal financial aid does not flow for competency-based education yet. They've tried a few pilots, but they're moving slower
0: than we think they should. So if, if employers are telling you that they have jobs that need to be filled by skilled workers, mm-hmm. um, is, it a, uh, is, is does the focus need to be on preparing students to go to, to college, make them want to understand um, the value of, a, of higher education, or is it what's being taught to them?
1: I think it's the value. So, um, you know, as, a, as representing community colleges, I know that we have a marketing Perception problem. So, um, people generally think.
0: What would be, what would that be? Well,
1: people generally think in our society, right, that when you come out of high school, um, you're a success if you enroll in a university. Got it. Um, Not if you complete, but just if you enroll in a university. We have to change that perception because um, that is not really the case. I mean, I. I looked at the data in Franklin County a little bit a uh, while ago. So half the students in Franklin County are going to a university, half are going to a community college. That generally um, doesn't meet the ratio of what businesses tell us. So they tell us that about most businesses, you know, different from certain industries, but most around 30% of their employees need a bachelor's degree or master's or uh, higher, and then the other 70 need somebody with skilled training, an associate degree, etc. So in, in Ohio and in f- Central Ohio in the nation we're still having too many people probably start out at the university um, and that's that's not good for the debt situation at the end if you start there.
2: I mean you could take that one step further and, and hmm. talk about vocational education as well that we need you know Absolutely. less stigma and vocational education but you mentioned earlier going into high schools I mean are, are, is that message getting across to high school guidance counselors that you know, it's okay to you know, guide a student toward community colleges, even if maybe their parents still have this, what you're saying? I think it's the-
1: getting there. Um, you know, I'm sure as you hear from most of your businesses, a lot of times consumers figure out things before mm-hmm. those of us uh, who run things figure it out. And so uh, if you look at freshmen and sophomores now in the state of Ohio, about 60% of them are coming to community colleges first. Um, What's the percentage? Sixty percent are coming to community colleges. If you look at this first year of College Credit Plus, we went from under the old program we had about fifteen thousand high school students taking college courses. Uh, We went up to thirty-two thousand in the very first year. Um, And then this summer, we're implementing that you can take college courses uh, for free over the summer, which is a, Mm. you know, which is a cultural shift uh, in our society. But it's all meant to try to get people quicker through and help reduce the overall cost because mm-hmm. look when people graduate with $29,000 in debt that makes a lot of lifestyle choices for those people they're not they're not spending the way most businesses would like consumers to mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. we're increasingly hearing stories about uh parents are now having to come in and help pay the cost of the student debt and that's going to affect their retirement income uh and in a lot of cases you know if you're you're coming out with twenty nine thousand dollars in debt and you're yeah. going to be a social worker and you're going to make about thirty five thousand dollars it's going to take you a long time to pay that debt mm-hmm. off and and student loan debt is still um, you can't get rid of it you, you,
2: you are so you you're are, with it, it is it sticks with life. you for a long yeah. time you know. and did I see that uh, uh, so when you're going into these high schools there a lot of high schools don't even have guidance counselors I, I wasn't aware that that they weren't required uh, in Ohio, in or do most of them have I don't know them anyway.
1: that um, you know i 'm not a k through twelve person but here 's what uh, I understand is that we don 't have a lot of guidance counselors mm. and the w- the world of guidance counselors is different from every school building, so a lot of times they can be doing lunch duty, they can be doing study halls mm. when really we 'd rather have them sit down and explain to students you know what the value proposition is yeah. because the one uh, the one that we f- worry about is the situation where um, It's a financial literacy question. So if a student gets an award from Ohio Wesleyan and says, hey, we're going to give you $20,000 off your your tuition, and they get an award from Ohio State and says you're going to get $10,000 scholarship, and then Columbus State gives them a $500 scholarship, the student's like, well, I'm going to Ohio Wesleyan. My gosh, they gave me a ton of money, not realizing that, well, they're still going to have to pay $30,000 a year uh, to finish that off. Uh, Whereas if they had started at the community college, you know, our tuitions are about $4,000 a year, uh, generally. That was a much better value proposition for that Mm -hmm. student. But if the guidance counselor isn't having that conversation, then we fear that nobody is.
0: What's the percentage of students in Ohio, if if you know, that that go from community college and then make the transfer to a four-year school?
1: Uh.
0: Or is it changing? Is it
1: It's changing. I mean, I I don't know that exact number, but I can tell you about a third of the students in community colleges when they enroll say, I'm here to transfer to a university. And so they are taking, you know, they are taking the courses that are really meant to be the first two years of courses at a university.
2: Okay. Okay. How hard is it to convince kids who plan to go to a four-year school? Uh, going back to the perception issue, mm-hmm. I know community colleges say, hey, if you come the first two years, you will save a lot of money. But, again, first two years is kind of when you know a lot of people really want the college experience of partying and everything. So how how is that working for you guys and, and convincing them it's
1: worth it to save this money? See, now you're talking to our perception issue. I don't mm-hmm. think most of our students want to do that. So most of our students who are coming to community colleges, they're not looking to be... In a fraternity they 're not looking to do intramural you know they only have time and maybe don 't even have that to do their studies. Um, you know uh, Columbus State has this great uh, stat that I just find fascinating that twenty percent of their students are online only um, and then another another number do some online, but those students who do some online usually do it in the library at Columbus State in between two other courses, so they just know hey, I've got four hours mm-hmm. in my day that I can spend on this. I'm going to pack it in. And the library at Columbus State, you know, means I don't have to deal with my kids at the time, so I've got this real focused hour. And quite honestly, they don't, they're not looking for that experience. Now, a lot of students are, and that's why four-year universities will still be around and, and, and thrive, but uh, increasingly we don't think today's student is looking for that experience.
2: What's the likelihood that two years will start offering bachelor degrees, as was a question this year?
1: Uh, we hope the likelihood is good. Um, you know, 23 other states now have already approved their community colleges to offer bachelor's degrees. Um, and yet, Ohio's is kind of different in that um, we sat down and talked to the universities before we approached the governor, who is uh, supportive of this. What we don't want to do is compete with them so if the university in the area says, hey, I am offering this bachelor's degree in X, then the community colleges are saying, we don't want to go up against you in that. You're already filling the workforce need. But increasingly, a lot of the industries that we've traditionally served uh, are evolving in their, the skills that their employees need. And so they're now coming to us and saying, hey, we, our employees are going to need more than two years of education. And the problem is that the expertise, the faculty expertise, Resides with us in the community colleges, so you can't go to Ohio State um, and find a f- superstar faculty member who knows that industry. So you're going to have to come uh, to us, and so we, you know, we have an example of a few community colleges have actually come out and said it. Uh, Clark State over in Springfield in Central Ohio area announced they want to do a bachelor's degree in manufacturing technology management. Um, had the support of Honda and a lot of other manufacturers over in the area who said, yeah, this is forward thinking because, you know, like other businesses, they are seeing uh, a large, growing, aging workforce at the top who are all hitting retirement age. And they're figuring out we're going to need multiple pathways, especially affordable pathways uh, for people if we're going to fill our workforce needs in the future
2: is a uh, you you talked uh, about the online like for older workers going to, you know looking hmm. to go back i mean is online the be- uh, you know the the best avenue for them i mean i just don't know that they have the access or the or the expertise really to you know to go on these online programs or
0: even the comfort level yeah,
2: yeah.
1: i can tell you it's not for everyone i mean i'll give you my personal experience. When I was uh, still at Ohio State, I uh, started pursuing my master's degree. Uh, I don't know how I could have done it without online. I took some in-person mm. classes, and you know, I was missing kids' sporting events. I was, you know, when I, at work when I got called away to a conference. Well, you know, my professor didn't really care that I missed uh, yeah. that I was at a conference, and if and God help me if a test was scheduled on that week that I had something to travel for. Um, so then I started taking some online courses, and look, I I did them after I put my kids to bed. I did my homework after I did my kids to bed. It was, it was a savior for me. I don't know how I would have progressed along my educational pathway without it. Um, now, I will also tell you that I'm also kind of a guy who likes to be in the classroom, learning mm-hmm. from a professor. So, um, but the other thing I think we're learning is that, or not learning, we're acknowledging that people learn differently. So some people are gonna just love. Doing online. And especially, it's probably more of a question for that younger generation that's coming up. You know, my kids have grown up uh, in a completely digital age. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the analogy uh, that I always hear is it's like uh, once the trains were first connected across the country, a student, a kid who was born and trying to say, let's get in the stagecoach, would look at mom and dad and be like, why the heck would we do that? We've got a train to go back and forth. Well, those students who are coming into higher ed now, mm-hmm. um, have always had an iPhone, have always had an iPad, have always had internet access. They don't want to sit in a classroom and watch a professor go through a PowerPoint slide. They want a more online interactive learning environment.
2: And they can get that generally at the, uh, at the community colleges?
1: They can get it at community colleges. Honestly, they can get it at universities too. I mean, all, I think all of higher education is going through that transition right now of how do we, how do we match uh, Learning in this new world, and and you know we're also seeing uh, businesses are demanding it. So I mean, if you look at higher education now, I mean we used to go from uh, the plagiarism police to yeah. well now now everybody wants us to work in teams. And mm-hmm. so how does plagiarism work in teams? Because businesses are wanting people with team working skills. So you know we have to evolve uh, with that. I would proudly say that I think community colleges are a little better at responding to business needs, or at least we're faster uh, than.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's actually related to one of my, my other question that I was wondering is that, you know, when, when you hear from businesses that they need, uh, you know, you mentioned manufacturing tech earlier, I uh, mentioned welding, like if they have a specific need uh, and there's no program out there, um, are the community colleges set up, are there any roadblocks to them simply creating such a program and putting it in place, you know, versus, a, a, a mm-hmm. you know, four years, is there any, you know, blowback from the state? I mean, is there any reason they can't do that?
1: No. Call us if you're one of those people. <laughs> um, you know, well, the in in coll- that regard,
0: how do you yeah. compete then against for-profit colleges, which will do that? Which will yeah. respond far, qu- far quicker? We'll do,
1: you know, community colleges have two missions. So we have the traditional uh, academic path where you're going to go get an academic degree. Um, but we also have a non-credit path too so that's where a business will come to us and say look we need i need thirty of my employees trained in this uh... whether it's to use a certain piece of machinery or a new computer program and they'll tell us and i don't want them to leave during the working hours so mm-hmm. it's got to be at night you've got to be flexible and i want it all done in like three weeks <laughs> that's what we can put together so we have every community college has a group of people on campus who are just there to respond To those kind of needs now what we'll try to do is figure out uh, if you're going through all of that could we give you credit for it we've gone through a big process in the state we're really proud of it with uh, apprenticeship programs um, with a lot of the building uh, and construction industry where uh, if you go for instance and get your electrical apprenticeship now at a community college we've gone through that curriculum quite honestly they're really good curriculums I mean there you learn a lot through an apprenticeship program and we're gonna give you um, college credit I think it's 30 to 40 hours of college credit because um, and it's a long-term play that person's not gonna immediately finish their apprenticeship program and come to us they're gonna finish it and go to work but in 10 years 15 years when the back starts to give out and they're ready to move up into management they're. Halfway to getting an associate degree with some management experience and they can move up the, the ranks and that's that's what I think we're trying to do more is recognize that learning is happening in a lot of different ways in our society now. How do we capture all of that uh, and, and put it into place in our traditional structures
0: as I say what, what are some of those things that at least Ohio community colleges are doing on the innovative side to sort of prepare for change the one
1: thing we're doing is um, I promised I was gonna use educational jargon but stackable credentials there you go you gotta define (laughs) it. (laughs) stackable credentials means uh, instead of just hoping you'll get an associate degree along the way to getting an associate degree in something you could get three or four different certificates and we are lining up everything so that um, so that it all makes place and the student doesn't lose any time because there's a new realization that I think we're having in sort of responding to today's student is you are going to come to us for a while and then you're going to go get a job. And then at some point you're going to see that "Ah, if I came back and got four more courses, I can get a promotion and we don't want you to lose uh, your way in that. So community colleges, you know, I I mentioned hospitals earlier, we do a large percentage of the workforce in any hospital in the state uh, is trained in a community college. Well, you can start off as a medical assistant, and that's not a long program you go through. Um, But if you're there and you're in the culture of the hospital and you like the workplace and you like what you're doing, at some point, HR is going to come to you and say, what do you want to do with your life, and would you like to move up to this next position? What we're trying to do is work with those HR people so that, all right, when that person raises their hand and says, yes, I'd like to advance up the Mm -hmm. corporate ladder, you come back to us, and, and it's four classes that don't, set you back and so along the way you'll come in and out and eventually you'll end up with the associate degree but you've been working at the same time and more importantly working in your field right Uh, nothing wrong with working with uh, you know my friends went and worked at McDonald's when I was in college well that's great if you're gonna go into the restaurant industry but I'd rather have you working somewhere within your field so you get a sense of what's going on Um, we have a you know uh, a terrible one we realized was we had a lot of people who were dropping out of our police officer training programs because uh, how to deal with a crash scene was put at the end of the uh, hmm. course curriculum and they would get to the crash scene and see a lot of blood and be like whoa uh, this is not for me uh... and then they've lost all this you know they've done a year's worth of work they only to realize, time yeah. yeah and look i don't want a police officer showing up to my crash who doesn't like the sight of my blood so um, a lot of it is we're trying to figure out um, and, and talk to you know, businesses and employers about really what, how should we structure our programs. What should people be exposed to really early on in their academic careers?
0: I, I presume that with, with just the, the, the ease and, and low cost of, of using technology that you become almost like contract educators for employers out there. You can do that. Yeah. It sounds like you're tailoring now programs for either industries or I guess you could probably do it for specific companies.
1: Yeah, I think we're a pretty focused, um, you know, educators would kill me if I said we're a focused business model, but I'll just say we are. Uh, we, we generally spend about $10,000 a student. Universities spend twenty to $40,000 a student, and they do a lot of things we just don't do. You know, we're pretty focused on uh, basically taking students in and getting them through education and getting them to a job. Um, and we don't have a lot of the other bells, whistles, and frills that um, some of your universities
0: have. Going going back to cost, do you see ways that community colleges can squeeze even more cost out so that students carry less debt coming out of their of those programs?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we mentioned it earlier. The first thing we we can do is uh, figure out how to get them out of this remedial education and straight into uh, uh, straight into college coursework. Um, Community colleges are a pretty good value uh, to begin with, um, but that having said that, the state's done a lot of work to try to control costs in higher education, um, and community colleges have been right there at the table with universities. We, we generally realize um, that in order to serve our market and our student base, we have to remain affordable, and so we always sort of welcome any idea about how to reduce our costs. It's a constant ebb and flow with us.
0: What are the other things that, uh, what, what keeps you up at night is?
1: Oh, uh, you know, what keeps me up at night is, um, is the amount of students who start with us and then don't finish. Um, and, and, you know, to this perception thing, if I, if I said the word college dropout, each of you would have an idea in your head of what a college dropout looks like. Um, it's completely different today. A college dropout today... 60% of them drop out with an A and B average. They're an academic success story. They drop out because they have fiscal concerns, because they have family concerns, because they have concerns with the children. That's where we've got to, you know, figure out, quite honestly, a lot of partnerships. You know, Columbus State and Town is uh, amazing because of they figured out that we need a lot of different partnerships. They have a great partnership with the library system and with the social service agencies because when that student raises their hand and says, I'm, I'm willing to come to college, you're right? And, that, and by student, I mean an older adult, uh, student is a, another weird word we use sometimes, but when they say it, well, all those groups who want to help these individuals should be there at that moment when they're in college because if we can get them over that hump, they see greater earnings, they see they have a pathway to a job. It changes the whole trajectory, not only of their life, but their, you know, generally the whole family.
0: There you have it. Our thanks to Jack Hershey for his thoughts and thank you for spending time with us. If you want to hear our earlier podcasts, you can find the kicker on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just type kicker or Columbus Business First into the search field to access them. And if you want to know more about what's going on daily in Central Ohio business circles, we invite you to look us up online at columbusbusinessfirst.com. At our website, you'll find business news as it breaks. You can sign up for our morning and afternoon daily news roundups. And you can get stories about people and decisions behind the headlines in our weekly print edition from our staff of award-winning journalists. We hope you come back and listen to The Kicker. Goodbye.